0: Hey guys, and welcome to the channel, Wimbledon Women's Final. I cannot wait for this. Genuinely, it's going to be a blockbuster final. You might be thinking Ons Jabir versus Alina Rybakina Before the tournament, you might have thought, hmm, if I chuck those names at you, you might not have been too enticed. I'm telling you now, the two styles are going to gel, and it's going to be an incredible match to watch. It's going to be entertaining. If you want to watch great tennis, you want to watch something... That is going to have your eyes glued to the TV. Make sure you tune in for the final. Before we get into it, of course, remember to hit that like button, please, if you haven't done so already, and do subscribe if you're new. Guys, if you're on a podcast platform, remember to leave us a rating review. Thank you so much. Appreciate everyone's support. Okay, let's get into this. Before we get into it, I'm going to do a couple of things. We're going to go through the head-to-head, the route to the final, how they play throughout, and then how their styles match, right? So let's talk about first, I guess, their route to the final. Rybakina has been really, really impressive. Um, and of course, I have to quickly mention as well that she is born in Russia, but she changed her nationality a couple of years ago to uh, Kazakhstani or Kazakhs or even. Uh, she's still living in Russia, so apparently there's there's a lot of like external politics around like if she wins, like it's gonna be egg on women's Face, etc. Not that's all I'm gonna say on it because I mean it's not really too much tennis related and she's a great player on a focus on the tennis well let's get into this first round had a pretty tricky match against van der Way. who look I mean she has been in the wilderness for a bit of time I know she has she's kind of dropped off the radar a bit but still a tough match first round one in straight sets then beat Andrescu in, in a very tight match I think it was seven five seven six that was a really good win because Andrescu was my dark horse for the tournament as well and she's been playing some good tennis after i guess rejuvenating her very short career uh, but it's been great to see her back then beat kim wen zeng a very impressive performance over a talented chinese player martich in straight sets as well and then the only set she's dropped was against tom janovich which was, which was the first set and then recovered beautifully uh, and then against simona halep she was i thought incredibly good Served fantastically in the rallies, just didn't let just didn't let up against Simona Halep and was really good. Uh, so she's had a fantastic woman and only dropping one set. Let's look at Ons Jaber then. So Ons Jaber, first of all, faced uh, Bjorklund, the talented Swedish player in the first round. Trapperville's girlfriend as well, actually, by the way, uh, just if you're interested. Uh, Jaber winning in straight sets, good win against her. Then Bikawa, the Polish player in straight sets as well. And then the talented French player, of course, who beat um, Krejcikova, or Krejcikova, sorry, even, at Roland Garros in the the first round um, of the French, uh, but couldn't get it done against Jabir, losing in straight sets. And then Elise Mertens, which was a pretty tough opponent. She's very game, of course, very, very solid. Uh, She ended up falling though in straight sets as well. So Ons has only lost two sets and one was against Buzkova in the quarterfinals. The other against Maria, her a very good friend of hers as well. Of course, an incredible fair, fairy tale run from the mother of two, who's beaten maternity twice and come back both times. And it's just incredible, like ridiculously good run from her. She's beat a couple of seeds as well. Beat, uh, beat Sakari, of course, which is a fantastic win. And she's been Ostopenko as well. A lot of people thought would be a dark horse. So, Jabot winning in three sets, and she had a, a bit of a dip in the second set, uh, which she does tend to do, to be fair, against uh, against some people in latter stages of tournaments or even if she's playing against a pretty good opponent. Right, let's talk about it now from a more kind of uh, head-to-head aspect. And I guess we need to then bring up the head-to-head. And look, they haven't played each other that many times, I can tell you that. The head-to-head is 2-1 Jabot. Now, both, or sorry, all three occasions won hardcore So I don't want to look into that too much because it's a completely different surface. And Jabur is arguably actually better on the clay and grass than hard courts, but she's a good all-round player. Rybukino, very, very solid as well. Let's break it down from a more tactical point of view then, and I guess how both players have been playing. So let's first of all talk about Aces because Rybakina, we can't talk about Rybakina without talking about her serving. 49 aces for the tournament. Incredible from Rybakina. 17 for Jabur. There's a big difference there, but Jabur's first serve is fantastic for me. Um, Rybakina is just so much bigger. It's just, it's an incredible weapon. On return, first serves, and this is where we get into it. Rybakina at 51%, Jabur at 34%. But the first serve points won. There's not a huge disparity, but there is a bigger one. 77% of Rybakina's first serve points, she's won. 70% for Jabir. Behind the second serve, though, there is a difference. Jabir's second serve is seemingly more potent at 63%. Rybakina 56%. Now, I don't think it's necessarily Jabir's second serve is better. I just think Jabir from the back of the court in longer rally is able to have better shot tolerance and, and also dictate uh, from the back of the court and get to neutral very quickly or even on the front foot with the one-plus shot even on the second serve. I think for Rybakina, because she hits big, she does make more errors as well at times. So it's going to be interesting to see that dynamic as well. And then if we talk about kind of service games one, very similar uh, 86% for Rybakina, 85% for Jabir. Um Returns in 85% for Jabur. We know she's a better return than Rybakina, 70% for Rybakina. Return points one versus first serve, 46% for Jabir, 32% for Rybakina. Again, on second serve, though, 53% for Jabir, 52% for Rybakina. So Rybakina obviously will have more success on the second serve return because she'll be able to step up. She'll be able to really dictate um, with her big, booming ground strokes and get on the front foot straight away. And then return games one, you'd think Jabir would have better stats than she does 47% for her, 30% for Rybakina. So that's kind of a little bit of a quick run through of some stats. Don't know whether you like that or not. Let me know. Let's talk about it now from a more kind of tactical point of view and how both have been playing. So, Rybukin, as I said, yeah, huge hitter, powerhouse of a of a, of a a six-foot, you know, just incredibly talented Kazakh player. She really is. On the other hand, we have powerhouse on one end of the court. On the other end of the court, we've got Ons Jaber, who a lot of people have been... Almost comparing her to Ash Barty in terms of her game style, like very adaptable. Uh, likes to slice the backhand a lot. is very effective. Can slice and dice it. Can drop shot. Can lob. Uh, can you know? Can also hit fantastic forehands and aces and backhands up the line. And looks kind of seems to have all these different things to access from a tool bag. Um, and she does seem to have a lot of things in her tool bag. At times she can overuse things, and sometimes she only needs two or three tools and she'll try and use 10. Uh, and that does and can be her undoing uh, because she kind of gets befuddled or or tries to kind of overplay at times. But recently, it's been less and less that she has made those types of mistakes and her shot selection has been a lot better. And that's why she finds herself in the momentum final. And that's why she found herself as well as one of the favourites of Roland Garros, a massive upset in the first round. But she had a fantastic clay court swing, right? She made at uh, the final of Rome. She won Madrid. Um, yeah, I, I mean, look, she's a fantastic player. She really is. And I very much look forward to seeing how she gets on here. For Rybakina, though, she's someone who can literally blow Jabour off the court. So let's talk about what's going to be important in terms of uh, how the stars are going to gel and what the important matchups are going to be. Well, I think first off is the serve-return dynamic. And that's going to be really important because Jabou going to have to make a lot of returns if she wants to break the Rybukina serve. Otherwise, she might have to rely on a tiebreaker, which with Rybukina serve um, is probably not the most ideal situation for Jabou. And she also, I don't know how she'd feel in terms of the pressure. It's both players' first, ta- first time at a Grand Slam final. So the mental aspect will have a massive impact, of course, uh, with the fact that Look, there's going to be nerves for both players. It's just going to be who can adapt to the nerves quicker, who will take the first set. That is, but going back to the first, to the first, I guess, matchup, which is the serve return dynamic. Japan needs to try and make Rybakina play as much as possible. Uh, she needs to almost do to Rybakina what Maria did to her in semi semifinal, which is at times she might have to slice and dice on the forehand and the backhand and defensively lob and, and try and give herself time to get back into the point, to get to neutral, she might not be able to always be the, the aggressor on the front foot because Rybakina just hits so big. However, what she needs to do though is, as soon as she gets a little inch to move forward in terms of either pressing on the baseline or coming forward to the net, she needs to take it. Because I don't feel like Rybakina defensively is the best of players on tour. I think the majority of her game is focused around attacking intent, and that's, where her, that's what her forte is. But defensively, I feel like if Jabor can get her on the run, get her stretching, she's going to feel uncomfortable in those areas, and that's where Jabor can then capitalize with drop shots or at the net as well. And I feel like she needs to utilize those parts of her game. The return is going to be crucial because she needs to frustrate Rybakina on serve. And if she manages to get to balls that she me Rybakina would expect to be on returnables or aces, that will frustrate her because the extra shot, it will it will definitely, if not in the first few games, it will have an effect as the match goes on. So that's something to keep an eye out for and see how Jabor returns. She's been returning well throughout the tournament generally, so let's see how she does um against Rybakina. The other element is going to be Rybakina where does she serve? And I, I don't necessarily think Jabour... I know her forehand can be a wand at times, but the backhand is pretty good as well. And I don't really see a massive perceived weakness on both on either wing in terms of return side. I think Rybakina will try and hammer at the backhand side. She might get some success. And we'll see how she goes, especially with the serve out wide. Interesting to see if Rybakina wants to come into the net as well and volley and or serve volley. Uh, because Ons Jabir is so good at being able to pass people at the net. We saw some fantastic kind of short forehand cross-court passes against Maria, and she has the ability to kind of manipulate the racket in such a way that she's able to find these great angles as well. Then we talk about Ons Jabir. Now, I think Ons needs to make... So, we it goes without saying, needs to make a lot of first serves. The stats back that up as well from what I just went through. For Onda Jabir, she needs to also, I think, make quite a few first serves. And I'll, I'll tell you the reason why. On the second serve, Rybakina is going to step forward and Jabba's going to be on the back foot straight away and she's going to feel uncomfortable on the stretch. She needs to try and make first serves and also not into the hitting zone of Rybakina. If she's going to hit the slice serve out wide from the juice side, she needs to try and hit it at an angle that has Rybakina stretching rather than into the forehand. So that, you know what, she does, barely needs to move and she can crunch the forehand return. Same on the backhand side as well. And it'll be interesting to see what her second serve speeds are like because it's been relatively slow, this Wimbledon. And I don't know where she's going to get away with that against Rybakina because we were just talking about how she's been attacking second serves. If Jabir has to serve a lot of second serves, she's going to lose a lot of points behind second serve as well because Rybakina will hit return winners or hit returns that Jabur can only barely get a racket on and can't make it back into play. So that's a dynamic to watch out for. Then we need to talk about, I guess, from the back of the court and how we think the rally is going to go. Now, I can see there being quite a few short rallies, but also some longer ones as well mixed in. And the reason why is the shorter rallies are because we know both players possess power. So Rybukin is going to hit winners, no doubt, or unforced errors. And and jabo also to some degree as well. I feel like less so. She's not going to go guns blazing as much. She won't hit as many winners or as many unforced errors, I'd imagine. She's got better shot tolerance generally, so she should be able to win the longer rallies on Jabur. And then it becomes a question of how does Rybakina kind of close that gap? Does she try and approach the net and volley? But then the issue is Jabur then you know can lob her. She can she can then pass her. And, and, but then the issue is if she stays too far back on Jabur, that can then drop shot her. And Rybakina will have to then come forward. And she may not lose the point there, but she most likely will lose it in the second point on the second uh, shot. Sorry, even. If Djabour hit a good enough drop shot, which, for more often than not, she does. For Jabur, though, she needs to be careful because if she comes to the net, she needs, she needs to come to the net at the right opportunities. At times, she's come to the net from like slices or or kind of or dry forehands or backhands, which haven't been deep enough or into the corner enough, and then she's got lobbed. And Djabour going backwards trying to smash or just defensively going backwards is not a great sign uh, or a great. It's not a great position for her to be in. She doesn't cope in it as well as other people. She wants to be at least in neutral on the front foot. On the back foot, she can defensively slice and she can do pretty well there, but she doesn't want to be in that position for too long. She wants to be the one dictating. So if Rybukin can take that out of her hands, it will frustrate Jabba. So I feel like it's going to be a really exciting match. And as you can tell by the way I'm speaking about it, I'm so intrigued. I'm so, so intrigued to see how this one goes because... I just feel like there's going to be some fireworks and it's all going to be on the court. It's going to be between both players. It's going to be a fantastic final. It's going to be nerves mixed in because it's both players' first Grand Slam final. We've got the added, I guess, a little bit of spice about Rybakina, obviously being born in Russia. That's fine. Jabeur looking to be a, the first Tunisian player to, to ever win a Grand Slam as well, trying to inspire people from Africa and Asia. It's just an incredible match to watch and I can't wait for it. I genuinely can't. I'm really, really excited to watch it. Uh, my prediction is going to be on Jaber to win her first Grand Slam and to win in three sets. I think she's going to have a dip in the second set as she has had uh, in many a match. I think Rybakina is too good to lose in, in straight sets at the moment. She's playing in fantastic form. I wouldn't be surprised if Rybakina starts off really strong and takes the first set. But if she takes the first set, Jabur can't afford to have that dip in the second set right so then it gets very interesting and that's where Rybakina could pounce i feel like if Rybakina wins it could be in straight sets if Jabur wins i reckon it'll be in potentially three so um yeah very very impressive uh but yeah thank you so much guys for uh, tuning and really appreciate it remember to smash the like button and subscribe if you are new we will see you guys soon thank you